Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Happy Monday. Oh, man, the sun was out today. I took a great walk. Two walks, but the second one was great. I was not recognized anywhere I went. Um, I'm so sorry about that. That was really hard for you. I even lingered in front of Mike's house. <laughs> nothing. Um, but it was very interesting. And I, it's, it's, I kind of feel like today was a thin day on podcasts to listen to during my walk. So I listen to uh, Blocked and Reported, which I do like. But usually, if I'm listening to a podcast uh, during the week, it's one that I'm going to put to use. And as it turns out, this one I did. So it was in for Jesse Single was Brad Palumbo, mm-hmm. who is one of these guys who I've been I've followed I think for years and years on Twitter. I don't I don't know I didn't know why I followed him or what I don't know if like a lot of these people I've followed I've I've had like little scrapes with like. Over mm-hmm. the years, including, I think, either online or on air with Ben Shapiro after really? Lewandowski pushed around Michelle Fields. Yeah. Wow. Um, um, he doesn't remember. I'm so sorry about that. Well, our career. Your brush with fame. I know. I have so many. My biggest regret ever was the Super Bowl report and I needed to get in and I could have gotten them in. Damn it. That's one of my biggest regrets. I have 500 regrets tied for biggest. But um, so um, so th- here's the thing: they got talking. Palumbo and uh, and Katie Herzog were talking. One of the topics was uh, Jeffrey Marsh, who's this creepy as hell uh, gay guy who claims to be non-binary, whatever that is, uh, who's got like these fang teeth and and breathes into the the camera and it. it wants to like eat or it seems to me i if i i get the sense that he wants to either actually eat alive children but uh he has never been accused of doing such a thing but (laughs) he's the creepiest dude on the on social media absolutely absolutely scary nothing would surprise me right so they're talking about him and i don't want to we've played his stuff before i don't want to do that but they got to talking about um the fact that marsh claims that he's non-binary and jet in these these two hosts brad palumbo is a gay man he's a millennial i think um i think that's right yes and and he has a boyfriend mm-hmm. and uh katie um herzog has a wife i think right she's a lesbian he's gay both of them are in i guess committed relationships i don't, I don't know but but i like them both but i a part of this like really jumped out at me how they've had like enough with some of this BS that's happening. They've like they're not accepting. They're essentially like closing the door to party crashers of 
the lesbian, gay, and bisexual umbrella. Right. And all the other umbrellas. Do you remember when we saw the thing with Andrew Cuomo's daughter where she came out as demisexual? R- right. And the person interviewing was, her was like, you're so brave. Right. Like, that's not really a thing. No, and everybody knows it's not a thing. But everybody, since they've had the, since George Floyd died, it's funny. I talked to people when Caitlyn Jenner did that thing 10 years ago, I got in a heated argument with two reporters who were, you know, in the last four years had graduated from college who were like, no, absolutely. If you identify as a woman, that means that your gender is a woman. You're now a woman. And I said, what are you talking about? I remember that one of the female reporters who was, and I couldn't believe that they had minted people to suddenly think like this. Right. Uh, I mean, there was a legitimate debate in the comments of the Wikipedia page about whether Bruce Jenner's records should now be women's right. records. <clears throat> yeah. And I remember saying, what, what, what are you talking about? And, and, and I, I was asked by the female reporter, well, then what's a woman, Tom? And I said, a woman is somebody who has female parts and it has the physical biology to create a baby to which her response was well i'm unable to have kids so that means i'm not a woman and she started to get like teary-eyed and offended right so like this is like this nonsense this insanity has been around for a while now but Mm -hmm. now then it became somehow mainstreamed and you know george floyd or if you don't believe my all my stuff i get to kill myself and these people are so i mean the, the the even in that day the the emotions were so up and like they were like you better how dare you and then what are, part of it is being like the savior syndrome mm-hmm. i am going to save that person's life don't you dare dead name them i'm not part of that i'm not one of those but look how noble i am it really is freaking pathetic and it, it's 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 i believe it's what the left calls performative allyship okay okay that sounds about it and it's and it's it's uh intellectually anemic makes no freaking sense it's mm-hmm. stupid whatever fine anyway so in so back to these hosts brad palumbo i don't know where he's been on this stuff i know that she has uh that that uh, katie herzog that she is a, a progressive so right and so is jesse single and these people have just asked questions and these people have some worries through their own reporting these people are reporters even though they're progressives They've followed stories to where the stories take them. So they've mm-hmm. found some of these psychologists, et cetera, problematic. And they're saying there's a problem with this whole trans movement. There's a problem. We're just saying, and they've been attacked in, right. in, um, for it. So, but I thought this was very interesting. Hearing Brad Palumbo and Katie Herzog talk about non-binary people. And they sounded like, to me, they sounded like, well, they're, like, this is, is this what a new conservative sounds like? Here's a little bit of that. This has been edited, so I've cut out, like, crap, and a little bit of that. Jeffrey Marsh identifies as non-binary and uses they, them pronouns. Oh, yeah. While I, I typically respect the pronouns of actual transgender people who experience gender dysphoria, I personally don't believe that non-binary is a legitimate concept, and I don't want to validate it. So I will be referring to Jeffrey as he throughout this podcast. So sorry. Well, not really. But I don't think it's any secret that I find the concept of non-binary to be very regressive because it relies purely on gender stereotypes. And I have talked to many tra- non-binary people in my life and I have asked them the question, what does it mean to be non-binary? And the answer always reverts to gender-based stereotypes. It means I don't feel like a man or I don't feel like a woman. All right, what does that mean? It means I don't feel masculine or I don't feel feminine. Sometimes I want to wear men's clothes. Sometimes I want to wear women's clothes. And to me... That doesn't make you not a man or not a woman. And in fact, if we want to expand, if we want to be like really progressive and expand what is acceptable for men and women to do, which I genuinely do, I am not the type of person who thinks that a man in a dress should be fired from his job, unlike Chaya Rychik. Uh, if we want to expand the, the, what is possible for men and women, I find the concept of non-binary hinders that um, because it says... If I if I don't adhere to these rigid gender stereotypes, I am literally not male or female or a man or a woman. No, I, I completely agree with you. I To be clear, though, I have absolutely no problem with androgyny. It's totally fine. Right? I have no problem with someone who's a female, you know, having short hair, wearing cargo shorts and like... Thank you. I mean, I would never wear cargo shorts, but I do wear pants. I don't care about any of that, but I don't think it makes you a third gender. I don't think it makes you not a woman or not a man, not a female, not a male. It just means you're a different 
type of person who happens to be biologically male or female. And there's not a long history and medical basis for it in the way that there is for legitimate cases of gender dysphoria. Oh, people people will claim that there is because some tribe in Samoa has a third gender, which but, but like nobody thinks that the she sounds like Crowder or Tucker. Right. right exactly. Right, right. Right now. Whatever. Fafa Fine are actually not men or women. Anyway, whole different story we've talked about on the show before. You and I agree here. Non-binary. It's cringe. Do you think it's going to get a lot of fashion soon? I think we're on the way out. I think it already has. Yeah, no, I think it's I've even noticed that trolling and joking about non-binary is now acceptable in like mainstream online podcasts and stuff that aren't at all right coded. And that, to me, is a sign that it's going in the wrong direction. Public support on that one. Yeah, it, like the well, pronouns and by- Pause off for a sec, because I think this is interesting. So you and I watched with our daughter because we're of the parenting belief that we, like, watch stuff with our kids that they're watching. So we know what they're into and mm-hmm. stuff. We watched um, The Summer I Turned Pretty, mm-hmm. of which there's two seasons on Amazon. If you're into, like, love triangle chick kind of things... Probably it's Casablanca, awesome. essentially. <laughs> so, it shows you anyway, how craven women are. Um, but anyway, uh, there's a non-binary character in the second season of the show. And I mean, the show's obviously like totally progressive. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's woke and diverse and all the things. And the non-binary character, nobody makes fun of her. And they use her pronouns but she's like written into the show to be like super annoying and have mental problems. Debbie Donner in a pain in the ass. <laughs> Which is yeah. so funny to me. We were both like, are you allowed to write non-binary characters to be like this? Because it was like very true to what you or I as right wing type people would imagine non-binary people to be. Well, Absolutely. It's self-absorbed, a, a bump in a log, like miserable, generally. like a, No, absolutely. Absolutely. No, and it's funny because that show in particular, the lead character is this young woman who is ab- like just thrilled with her femininity and newfound attention and young womanhood and all the trappings in this and the spoils and all the attention and the rivalries over her, which is really like what a happy young woman is. Like, right. This is great. You know, everybody's fawning over me. I can be melodramatic and, and men knock on the door and, and, and rush to me. It's like, and she's pretty and like, like the, and everybody knows that that's what it is. And then you have this person who's what man. Can you use they, them pronouns, yeah, please? It is, yeah, it's so lame. And this is, what, well, actually, the, the point they make here at the end is, is right on, which is very funny. A thing, you don't, you don't see that as much anymore. It's like, it's, it's all becoming very passe. This, as soon as parents started doing this shit, it became passe. Yeah, we just needed pronouns to migrate to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is a great point. That is true, because I do have a woke friend whose mom came out as non-binary. Do you remember this? Is this somebody I know? Yeah. I'll I'll tell you who after. I think I know who. I don't think you know who. Okay, okay. (laughs) The other one, I think. There's no... But... There's no... Non-binary. Just shut up. God. So now, like, in her Facebook post, she refers to her mom as, like, they. Uh, her mom's, a, like, 70. You know I what know. I mean? I, like, I've got it, too, where, like, uh, where I've got, um, I've got p- parents my own age because I'm, you know, they have kids, a lot of them who are older than our kids, just talking about, like, Steve, now, now, who used to be, like, Liz and was, like, pretty and... And uh, in like Zay, in uh, she and I enjoyed seeing the Louvre for the first time. I was like, this must, how does, does this kill you to have to do this horse shit? Pretty much what I think happened with this friend is she probably explained the concept of non binary to her parents and was like, it means you don't really feel like a boy or feel like a girl. And it means you're like into masculine things, like they're saying in the thing, right? And her mom was probably like, yeah, well, like, I feel like that. I don't really like, feel like especially like a woman she was like oh great mom you just came out as non-binary that's amazing like i feel like that's what happened (laughs) 
Mom, you don't get to play. Okay? None of these games are, are for parents. None of these games should be for anybody whatsoever. I mean, it, it was a fun thing. Kids always do this fun thing. Remember that... I forgot what book it was. I don't think it's Harriet the Spy, but it was some kid's book where the kid supposedly had ESP. Do you know this? Mm, I'm not sure. It would have come out in like 1979 or whatever. I mean, you've only read like six books, so yeah, we should be able to I've narrow this it down. This one was read to me by a teacher in second grade. Okay. So, and like the kid had ESP, and that was mm -hmm. the whole thing. And you know what ESP is, right? Yes, extrasensory perception. Right. And, and the kid was like, could always tell what the parent was going to say, et cetera. And suddenly in the class, like a good three-fourths of the class. A bunch of kids developed ESP. We all, yeah, we developed ESP. Just knew. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen. I knew that, that like that, that lunch was going to be in 15 minutes. I knew. <laughs> I knew she was going to say it. And it was a thing. It's like to, to feel special. Oh, my gosh. I tried so hard after Starship Troopers when they're like testing with the cards to see if someone has ESP. Like, me and my siblings did that a lot then. And this happens, this is mostly in W towns, like <laughs> Lexington and Winchester. Lexington's not technically a W town. <laughs> if I had a taser, I would so effing light you up right now. I cannot freaking tell you how much. Oh, is it not? Is it not a Lexington W town? It's not technically a W town. No shit, Alice. You don't think I knew? It's not Wexington. Are you sure? What an a-hole. <laughs> Alice, a W town is a, a, an expression we use for rich town. Like Winchester, like Wellesley. It's just a, it means rich town. I know it doesn't begin with I w. know, but typically people use it for rich towns that also begin with the letter W. It's more all-encompassing. It just means... Just you know, you know. We'll sh shelter that, Okay. <laughs> It's only for you. It's only technically in you. No, I mean I don't think people ever call like Newton a W town. Yeah, they would. Ah, uh, but here's so here's my um, here's my feeling is talk about you know who you are. You're the non-binary chick in that show. No, sure, it doesn't begin with W. Okay, listen, we're just doing... It is true that I we are have a lot of friends okay. growing up and didn't get invited to parties like the not. Person, in the so show. <laughs> so um, so here's the thing: is is this kind of stuff happens in W towns? I think in W towns you more have or L towns. Sorry, I think you more have kids and parents trying to be more interesting, and you've seen that with the trans stuff. Or you know, I have one fourth Cherokee Indian. Well, yeah, I mean, but the left has also created a currency of victimhood so it's very difficult for a white kid from lexington to find a way to seem oppressed well yeah right because you're told to shut up all the time if you're like a privileged white cis head mm -hmm. person right like so obviously as a young person you like want to be this is the way you're told that you get a seat at the table right is by coming up right. with some bougie sexual identity Oh, totally. Totally. Guess what? I'm very interested, which is why I think why the Dr. Dan thing hasn't really taken off, even though it almost has. Because people don't feel bad for kids in Winchester getting beaten up by a dentist? No, you're right. Yeah, he didn't molest us. He was a total a-hole who certainly got off on child pain. No doubt about that. But all these kids, first of all, these are all rich kids. It was in, These are all rich kids or, you know, kids who did fairly well, whose moms were all charmed by this guy. This is not like the priest with the broken home. These are homes with two parents, but the mothers were all for it. And the mothers, it's very well, possible. some of them came from broken homes. Did they? Well, you did. Well, I mean, I had a father in my life, Alice. I'm going <laughs> to freaking bear spray you next time where you have a freaking show. And then you can just writhe on your whole part. I'll just put the camera on you. <laughs> You came from a broken home. <laughs> Dink. Not double income, no kids. We've covered this. What We're is sifts. this? What, are you feeling good tonight? Is that what this is? <laughs> Maybe I can correct him a couple of times. <laughs> Uncover your mouth immediately. Immediately. 
Alice. No. Yes. <laughs> and I want you to start showing the entire breastfeeding thing happening. You do it in public. No. Yeah, if the guys who watch this would like to see it, probably. It's not. I don't want it on video. Why? It's natural, right? Well, technically. I do it live and in person only. All right. Um, so I think the, the non-binary thing is... Did it at the hen house yesterday, in fact. I know. I know. Great time at the hen house. There's been a lot of hours there. I haven't seen Steve there. Saying. He's in the chat right now. He's in Texas. Oh, he is? Where are you in Texas? Where is he in Texas? I don't know. He didn't say. Spent some time in Texas. He said his new Woodbury port at W Town. <laughs> West Newbury. Newbury Port's at W Town. Of course it is. My God. Is where I'm at at W Town? <laughs> it's funny because Allison were in the in the Newbury Port uh, <laughs> City Hall today and shocked to see like there's a, a whole wall full of of pictures of um, of veterans who died in war, World War Two and World War One. Uh huh. With by the way, and this shocked me to be honest. No context for either war. That is interesting. Now, World That's... War One, you could kind of see because we were fighting Germans. Yeah, but World weren't we War... in World War Two also fighting Germans? Yes, but we were also fighting Japanese people. Yes, so you'd figure they'd add some context mm, around that one. They haven't gone out around to it, but they also had flags there, including for Space Force. Space Force underrepresented in the killed in action. Games. Yeah, don't worry, it's coming. When the Russians use their nuclear satellites on us, while while we're letting freaking spore spy balloons come by. But um, Steve's in Houston, in case you're wondering. Ooh, I love Houston. My God, what's what's that, that spaghetti restaurant? Man, I pigged out there like a fat bastard. Alice, Phil. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we saw the Space Force. Houston, flat. not a W town. It's not. You think it is? <laughs> Houston? <laughs> you don't find that funny? <laughs> I'll say it again in case. Houston? You get it? Yeah, I do. That's not bad. <laughs> what was... Where's the Houston uh, spaghetti place? Is it this, not the spaghetti western. I mean, you were there a mere... 10 years ago. I know. God, I rock and roll that place. 11 years ago? M must have been 11 years ago. Houston. When were the Patriots in Houston? They it were, was a while no. back. It was a while back. What's the pasta place? It's it, kind of the, the I pasta, don't know the pasta place. It was kind of Houston. near um the old Enron headquarters. Oh, I don't know where that is either. I don't know where that is either. If I fell, if you give it to me to fell, Steve from Merrimack's going to be upset because we're going to go to dark places. We're going to talk about the guy who set himself on fire. Yeah. Don't set yourself on fire. Yeah. Get don't set yourself on fire. It's bad. And not only is it bad for like everyone who loves you that you set yourself on fire, but like the people whose cause you espouse still won't even like you. Like some of them were tweeting out like rest in power to the guy who set himself on fire for the war in Gaza. Right. And then a bunch of people were like, you can't use rest in power for a white man. That's not allowed. Fantastic. I'm not going to whitewash all the things he did because he was a bad person. He doesn't ha get to be called a martyr or say rest in power. Like there's a bunch of people online, leftists who are mad at him because he was a white man who set himself on fire. That is great. So long story short, don't set yourself on fire. Especially don't set yourself on fire for people who are going to hate you even if you set yourself on fire to espouse their cause. You can never win with them. You can never win. It is interesting because it's like the perfect encapsulation of the thing we've talked about. Like that there's no need to like ever apologize to them for anything you say or do or anything else or like try and use their language or be on their good side because nothing you do will ever be good enough. This guy literally burned himself alive and he's still like the white patriarchy, military industrial complex or whatever he is to them. It's, I mean, it's a good, it's a good cautionary tale about embracing the left and left-wing causes. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? It's also just, it's, 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 it's a dishonorable way to go. Just don't do it. Don't do it. I've almost found. I'm just scrolling through. Steve my says, "Is it the Woodlands?" 
No. no. I'm looking through my Houston pictures from that year. What year was that? 2013? No. 2015? 2017. This is the... There's Roger Starbuck. Hmm. Oh, yeah. 2015 and 2017 Doug were Flutie. the years you went to them. Very typical time show. Well, that's good. Hold on. I need to find these, this restaurant. Why do you have to find the restaurant? Who so cares? Good. It's probably not even there anymore. Oh, yes, it's there. How do you know? Everything's there. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Spaghetti Warehouse. Here we go. Here we go. It's not the Spaghetti Factory, which spaghetti is a Spaghetti Warehouse. Okay, the Spaghetti Warehouse. I'm tweeting this right now. Okay, Tom's tweeting out the Spaghetti Warehouse, so... Congrats. If you guys are in Houston, check it out. If it still exists. Did you Google and go see there. if it still exists? It's not even dinner time yet for him. Yes, it's dinner time even for him. Because we're doing the show super late. I'm going to Google and see if it's even still open. There we go. Steve, it's up, baby. Spaghetti Warehouse, Houston. Yeah, it's oh, it's open. www.meatballs.com Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Early operation. Okay. It's open. All right. What else we got going on, Albie? Oh yeah, I wanted to say, you know, the you know, so libs of TikTok is in trouble for, you know, obviously they caused that hate crime in that Oklahoma, uh, the hate crime that didn't happen, right in the Oklahoma high school where the girl was jumped who actually started the fight, etc. Well, the reason they drew the connection between her and libs of TikTok is that she exposed this teacher a couple of years ago there, um, who among other things said this. <laughs> Are you quite ready? I have my, my cough button on, so you can go ahead whenever. I don't love and accept you for who you are this Christmas. Now, I'm your parents now. I don't love and accept you for who you are this Christmas. Now, I'm your parents. If your parents don't love you and accept you who you are for Christmas, f them. I'm your parents now. Says this teacher. Mm-hmm. So and so apparently that's where everybody called in bomb threats, etc. Or some people did, etc. Now I don't think you had to call in a bomb threat, but you have to do something. If some psychotic who's with your kids says that. Oh, yeah. I'm your parent now. F you, you effing weird effers. God. You know, I like, it's funny. I, like, walk past a group of, like, attractive women and they get a danger sense from me in like, like not a danger sense, a weird, a, a pathetically wants to check us out sense from me. <laughs> and I'm not, a, I don't like even do anything. This guy says, I'm your parents now. And there's less like, oh, yeah, he's just that they're, he's his parents. Like, this is not acceptable. These people being acting like this. Is Isn't not- that the point of the whole movement? Isn't that what <laughs> grooming is? Is it's like a way to get people to disarm their natural red flags? Yeah, because oh, I'm doing this out of love for you. Just be kind. Let's all be kind. Let's all be gentle to each other. What's wrong? What's it? Why does it hurt you so much if we have flags in the room? What's it the big thing to you? Putting it back on you. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I just want to, I want kids to be heard and seen if nobody sees them. Because I remember when I went to high school, nobody would see me. So now I want somebody to show them and see that, like, that's, that's kink. Just take your show to Thailand, okay? And you, you'll be, you'll do really well, okay? <laughs> and people can see you there. It's freaking gross. 
Indeed. <laughs> it's <Indeed>. gross. <laughs> it's gross. I agree. It's terrible. It's bad. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to cover. Ooh, I like that picture. Else, I'm tweeting that out. No, you're not allowed to yes, tweet I that am. out. No, I specifically sent it to you, saying that I was not going to post that picture anywhere. That will be posted. No, it will not. It's weird how Here's Dr. not Phil posted in the view. That's be- And the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years. Who does that? Who takes away the support system for these children? Who takes them away and shuts it down? And by the way. When they shut it down, they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested, and in fact sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers with no way to watch, and referrals dropped 50 to 60 percent. So, there was also a yeah. pandemic yeah, going was, on, they were trying to save They were trying lives, to save kids' well. lives. Remember, we... Yeah. yeah, the kids weren't dying. This is not a pandemic for the kids. Yeah, it never was. Or a was. pandemic for the unvaccinated, as it turns out. Yeah, um... I did want to cover because I love this story so much, but um, essentially uh, this guy, do you know who um, Adam Rubenstein is? Uh, well, I kind of told you today when I was yeah, but I don't setting really this remember. up. So you remember the Tom Cotton op-ed at the New York Times, obviously? Of course. Yes. Everybody had to quit because of that. Right. So one of the people who had to quit, as it turns out, was Adam Rubenstein, who had to um, who had to quit. He was the person who edited the story, who they threw under the bus, saying it was like rushed and didn't go through the editorial process properly and all this, even though he like followed everything he was supposed to do. There's he like didn't do anything wrong, really. Like they he and there was never like an actual correction issued on the story. <laughs> just like context or whatever. Anyway, he wrote a piece at the Atlantic about his experience at the New York Times. And it has made people really, really upset. Really upset. This is how it starts. On one of my first days at the New York Times, I went to an orientation with more than a dozen other new hires. We had to do an icebreaker. Flashbacks to the Zoom meeting where we spent the first 40 minutes of the meeting all introducing ourselves in our favorite cartoon character. Yes, yes, yes. Fantastic. Um, We had to do an icebreaker. Pick a starburst out of a jar and then answer a question. Oh, God. Shoot me in the head. My starburst was pink, I believe. And so I had to answer the pink prompt, which had me respond with my favorite sandwich. Russ and Daughter's super heapster came to mind, but I figured mentioning a $19 sandwich wasn't a great way to win new friends. So I blurted out the spicy chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A and considered the ice broken. The HR representative leading the orientation chided me. We don't do that here. They hate gay people. Fantastic. People started snapping their fingers in acclamation. Well, God, no, don't say that. I hadn't been thinking about the fact that Chick-fil-A was transgressive in liberal circles for its chairman's opposition to gay marriage. Not the politics, the chicken, I quickly said, but it was too late. I sat down, ashamed. Uh, And then it goes on. It talks about the editorial process. It talks about people slamming him in Slack chats and like leaking the internal Slack chats to outside people. How beautiful is that? And all these things. Um, Let me... I I am not made. I don't I am not made. I will take some condescending Lexington yacht bunny correcting my W towns all effing day over a group of If I'm in a room and they start snapping in affirmation <laughs> then I'm going out into the hall where they keep the axe in the breaking case of emergency and I'm going to bloody axe to death everybody in that room. Wow, honey, that's scary. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> I don't know how to fake react to this. It's okay. It was good this time, though. Um. Anyway, the, the, you know, I would suggest, guys, <laughs> the Patreon experience is totally different sometimes. 
than the semi-fraudulent audio-only experience. You'll see. <laughs> That's what you get when you'll you see. pay for we're Patreon. Only, we're 26 episodes behind in getting up on YouTube, but they will come, and you'll see the difference in this particular episode. There was an uh, there was a technology failure. Yeah. Um, I get the feeling, I hear, keep hearing notifications. I get the feeling the fat visage of me in front of the spaghetti factory is um, garnering some input. <laughs> um, anyway, so the best part about this whole story, this whole article gets into everything where all the editorial process around the Tom Cotton uh, op-ed, but the best part is obviously this opening anecdote, which has a bunch of people on Twitter so mad that now they are just like openly accusing him of lying and making this up. Yeah, he's a sandwich liar. Um, <laughs> like uh, Isaac Bailey whose husband, black dad, Davidson College professor of practice, McClatchy News columnist, Harvard Neiman Fellow, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he writes, got a link to a story or any evidence this actually happened? Like, the evidence is that he's a reporter who was in the room and took contemporaneous the notes. Evidence like, the evidence is the the um, the staffers rose up and fight, got a lot of people fired and demanded an apology from the publisher. He goes back and forth with um, Alex Griswold, who tweeted out the story, too, who sends him the link to the story. And he says, thanks, but this sounds totally made up. I'll let you know if reading the entire thing makes it sound less so. Followed up by... It does? Just read the entire thing. It still sounds totally made up. Given that there were supposedly multiple in the room, seems he could have found one to verify it. And there's much more in that piece I'll discuss later. He may be a great person who's never told a lie or ever made a mistake. I'm talking about basic journalistic standards that clearly weren't met here. I'm surprised you went low rather than high standards. The reporter, need to be on. the reporter was in the room when the story happened. Um, it says... Well, he's also a good New York Times reporter who probably doesn't want to... Cause trouble. If they fact checked it, why not put in a line saying so? He says, as though they're going to fact check. His, I mean, but but the thing is, everybody, somebody else, everybody, replied, hold on, everybody casting doubt on this would absolutely be snapping. Yeah, of course. Why? Yeah, why are you suspicious of the story when it's what you want to happen? Yeah, you're all for it. You hope it happened. No, the New York Times is not biased. We don't snap. Yeah, a random also- person on Twitter goes, one thing conservatives do who are always online is pretend like they don't know what they're saying or who they're supporting. Pretending innocence or ignorance and offering Chick-fil-A in a simple exercise is you injecting politics into a first meeting. Yes, everybody who likes Chick-fil-A is interjecting politics. I think it's a lot of people, given their general commercial That reminds success. me of something, by the way. I was thinking of all the Connecticut news stories I cover where they get rid of the sports team because of the mm-hmm. teams like the Warriors or is like the Chiefs yeah. and... Or the Tomahawks, whatever. Tomahawks, actually. Hold on. Glastonbury Tomahawks. There it is. There it is. There it is. Is, Notice the news only covers the Tomahawks controversy when the people want to preserve it. Right. It's not the controversy when the Board of Ed wants to get rid of it. Right. That's just obviously what you would do. Right. It's only some people they want to they want to try to keep it. It's Another person replies, "Buddy, you lie about sandwiches. Nobody should ever believe a thing you say." Another person, "Hey Adam, this is a, like such Can you a- imagine by the way, the weird like hipster data entry guy in Brooklyn who thought that was awesome. Okay, here we yeah. go. Send. Yes. Here's another one with lots of snark. Hey Adam, this is like just such a good article. But I just have two questions. One, in your sandwich anecdote, you quote an HR representative. What was that person's name? And two, what's the name of the fact checker the Atlantic assigned to this piece? Ooh, man. Another person. Never has anything not happened more than that opening anecdote didn't happen. Stephen Glass was more believable. So what if he'd said that Tom Cotton wrote a piece and the staff went nuts and all demanded the heads roll of certain people. Would that be believable? Did that happen? Uh, yeah, they all know that that happened. No, but that's bigger than this. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, Albie. Are you done? I'm done. All right. Um, all right. So, um, by the way, thank you guys for being so patient. This has been, we are freaking snowed this week. I know it's not snowing, Alice. That's a, <laughs> just an expression. <laughs> it's not technically snow. How are you? I'm great. You are? <laughs> How are you? I really am great. I am great. What's going on with you? Mmm, ice cream. Mmm, <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> Where did that come from? What do you Stop. mean? Stop. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Tom's favorite hot sauce is, of course, Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, which brings us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline, where you can leave a message for the Burn Barrel Podcast. That's great. Oh, ice cream. <laughs> Well, I do like that one. I gotta say, oof. Alice eats M and M's. Stop it! No, I sent these over to me today, and it couldn't be couldn't have been more <laughs> fortuitous, Miss W. Tom. I'm fine with Kent State. <laughs> yep, there you go. Alice Pringles Pepsi. <laughs> Why is it Pringles Pepsi? Because that's what you were ingesting. And you're just another picture to burn. That one's kind of hot, actually. Um, it's Alice Shattuck. And when Todd oh, wait, did that's, not... That's a spot. I did not... Am I hot? I mean, obviously, I'm hot. <laughs> I did not give permission for any of these things to so be recorded. So only a few more I'm left. I like saying. these. I know. I know. That's how they're great. They are real. Wow, yeah, okay. Calm down. They're real and they're under occupation right now, which sucks. Horrifies me. <laughs> Stop it. Vocal burn? This cannot be real. Jesus. Oh, I can't do that one? I'm tempted, Alice. Tempted. Tempted to do what? Tucker and Laura Ingram say every night it, it, it could be written by white supremacists. you sniffing over the cup. Oh, why would you Tucker do and Laura Ingram say every night. <laughs> Stop it. That's Leave true. Me alone. <laughs> All right, Tubby. Why am I under attack? Because it's not a W town. <laughs> All right, Alice, ready? Phil. All right. Here we go. Alice was not born in Lexington after all. <laughs> so I don't know if you think if your uh, line of thinking is like this, but whenever you see these videos of what? Or here in the news oh. about crime being committed, like um, like children being murdered and stuff. You, you know, you never want that to happen. Nobody wants to hear about children getting murdered. All right? No, 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 they don't. But your 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 thought is, please don't be black or Hispanic. Like the the the, the culprit. That's that's my line of thinking. I, I, I don't, I'm just like, oh, please don't. Please. Well, uh, I'm going to uh, veer off of that point for now, Justin, because you remind me of the fantastic FBI tweet from tonight. Yeah. Talking about organized theft from organized retail. Organized retail theft, yes. Showing uh, Buffy McGee and, um, and Charlotte uh, Kensington, <laughs> uh, mean girls at a, play, at a store stealing stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because obviously pretty white girls are not who's who's doing the organized stealing. They do steal stuff, but just not sure as a part they of do. organized crime. No, no doubt speaking. they do. But so they find the people who don't look anything like what's happening. Right. The FBI put out this tweet, which is fantastic. But then somebody, I'm not sure if you saw this. Mm-hmm. Somebody looked for shoplifters using Google AI and were able to find almost no non-white shoplifters, mm. which is where we are, of course. Tom Shattuck, a famous shoplifter from the 90s and 80s, though I was busted. Were you doing it for organized crime purposes? I was doing it, Alice, to put food on the table. Mm-mm. Hey guys, great show as Hi. always. Uh, just wanted to get your take. You didn't uh, on Trump's South Carolina win. You didn't talk a whole lot about the amount of Haley voters 
that said they would not vote for Trump. And there seems to be a growing concern, I think, and needs to be a growing concern for, for Trump because I believe that these people truly won't show up or they'll vote for Kennedy or go elsewhere. And you guys hadn't discussed it, so I thought I'd throw that out there and see, uh, see what your thoughts are on it. Thanks for all you do. You know, it's so funny you say that because we almost could have started the show with this. Because, yeah, there is a percentage of people in South Carolina, and Trump underperformed the polls, but there is a percentage of people, there almost aren't enough Republicans to vote for Trump. He's beating Biden in the polls, but unless somebody has a change of and him calling uh, Haley bird brain all day, punching down, like, just like, just look, it's bad news. I know it makes for good applause at his rallies, but there may not be enough. If he's at 46%, then you're relying, you're relying, first of all, you're, you're, you're relying on black voters to shore up the deficit of white college educated voters. And the problem is, depending on the demographic, the age, etc., they'll answer polls, some voters, but they're not going to the polls. Right. So that I'm, I'm, I do worry that in the entire, by the way, if you want to know about this problem conundrum, I have you listened to the today's commentary podcast. I worry that simply you can't shake out any more Donald Trump votes. And the worst situation is that he's telling people not to vote early for frig's sake. Yeah. Please vote early. Vote early. Vote early. Cheat vote by like mail. Do. Vote early. Yes. Get your Bundle Asian stuff, relatives to vote by mail. Fill everything. out fake ballots. Do whatever you need to. <laughs> I don't advocate that for the record. It's so like this could be. It could be bad news because he's not going to do anything, right? To try to attract these people in the middle. No, I mean, so and I have friends who are very concerned about this too. Who like really don't want Joe Biden to be president again or Gavin Newsom to be president or whoever mm -hmm. and feel that Donald Trump is like the best chance the Democrats have yeah. to, to win, right? And I understand the concern because they're like, how could Trump possibly win? I do kind of still think Trump can win. Like, I, I think both outcomes are plausible. Mm -hmm. And I think so much depends on what happens between now and then, including, you know... I mean, Trump does more to hurt himself than anybody else. Yes. But also the media and Democrats do more to hurt themselves than anybody else. So it's almost like a game of who blows themselves up last, closest to the election. Uh, totally agree. And with, with Trump doing more, I'm sorry, with Biden doing more appearances like this, this time he's with... Um, Seth Meyers, which is also a bad look. Biden's like talking about, you know, calling a ceasefire in, in Israel with Seth Meyers right there. But with him, with an old man with his tongue on ice cream, it's like, how more geriatric do you want to look? Right, it's, it's so, gross. it's freaking just terrible. Who's letting him do ice cream? Who's letting him do that? They, it's so somebody weak. in the camp thinks it's cute and endearing, I think. I know Republican consultants who literally would never let a candidate hold something and put it in their mouth literally for reasons that you think would re would be in fear of 14 year old boys thinking that's awesome it's like this is like ridiculous well this is not the israel one. my good friend apparently is gone and will you meet migrants while you're there mr president well, I'm not going to announce ahead of time. Secret Service doesn't like me announcing exactly what Will you meet with migrants? Meet with migrants. What are we meeting with migrants for? For frig's sake. Um, okay, so here's the other one. Here's the Israel one. Can you give us a sense of when you think that ceasefire will start, sir? Well, I hope by the, the beginning of the weekend. I mean, the end of the weekend. At least my, my, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. It's not done yet. And my hope is by next Monday, we'll have a ceasefire. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Seth Meyers just stands there. Piece of shit. 
Um, by the way, did you see the uh, press write-up of the investigation into the Secretary of Defense's whereabouts, Alice? Uh, you showed it to me briefly, but yeah. Yes, there's no, uh, no, they don't know where he was. They don't know who, nobody did anything wrong. Okay, good. Good is, to know. Yes. Thank goodness. That's what we're getting from this. I mean, uh, that's why, like, that's why you've got people like, that's why Trump is in this. Because what you just seen from Biden, it goes to, if he can just keep his freaking behavior for five minutes acceptable, then he can grab some people in the middle. They're, they're asking him to act in a way where they can rationalize voting for him. Right. If he can do it. And not just have this be an election where people just decide they've got to vote for him because the uh, justice system is screwing him. It's like you're this is, you're putting a lot on the American people here. If he would, if he stopped being a dinkhead for five <laughs> seconds, that's all it would take. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you want to join us and um, Steve Merrimack and everybody else in live chat, you can do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. Oh, Steve's not on Twitter, so he didn't see my... You can still see I that, Steve, is. right? Did he see my restaurant? I'll send it to you, Steve, on um, on uh, Instagram. Um, anyway, you can also, of course, watch and listen to the show for free. Uh, BurnBarrelPodcast.com has places to the spot, has links to the different places you can listen. You um, can watch on YouTube or Rumble when I'm caught up with the videos. And uh, also, you can buy merch there and all those things. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.